This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men. And you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob! Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BCP with the good brother, Kenny Pete, flying co-pilot today. What's up, good brother? How you doing over there, Kenny? I'm doing tremendous. Thanks for having me, Ron. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, man. We've been stoked for this one for a while. Uh, And again, with Father's Day right around the corner, too. This is perfect. Excited for this one, guys. Uh, And Kenny, like I said, I know you're a big fan of this duo. Ladies and gents, it's time to usher in the Datitude era here on the BCP. Please welcome to the show former NYCW tag champs. These guys are no strangers to gold around their waists. Of course, that's Radley Belmont and Wade Kruger, the stepdads. Gentlemen, what's up? Thanks for a few minutes. Hello. No problem. I appreciate you implying that the gold actually fits around my waist. (laughs) (laughs) We still have belts. Luckily, even during the quarantine, we have the TIW tag team title sitting uh, on our desks. So it's all going well. And I have a black one that holds my pants up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Even better. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for a few minutes, especially in such a crazy time right now. Um, It's affecting everybody. You know, I have a lot of friends on the indie wrestling scene. And uh, it's hitting home for everybody. This is affecting everyone. Real quick, how are you guys holding up over there? How's everyone doing? Everyone healthy and safe? Yeah, I I think I had whatever, like, before the coronavirus, before it was even a thing, like, in January. I don't think so. I, I had the worst cough I ever had. I, I think if we check the antibodies, we'd see that it's, <laughs> it's in there. But either way, I feel like we're, we're good now. Yeah. Uh, getting back to work slowly for me, you know, you never stop. Yeah, see, I, I still work 40 hours a week, and uh, so not much work-wise has changed for me, but I've definitely lost a lot of weight recently, and that's that's actually a good thing. So I'm feeling better than I have in many years. Yeah, that's actually good to hear. And you were speaking about that. So uh, I do follow you guys on social media. And did you kind of use this quarantine uh, Radley time to, uh, you know, put in the work and, and lose the weight? Like what made you kind of want to set these goals for yourself right now? Um, for me, it was uh, I used to work out all the time and I wasn't I wasn't working out for bulk. I was working out for like to be like lean, you know, like, a, I don't know, like Bruce Lee kind of lean as opposed to like you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But once I started wrestling, I didn't want to get hurt, <laughs> essentially, or wrestle yeah. hurt or something. If I work out, I might hurt myself. Uh, sometimes I take, I used to take my workouts a little too far sometimes. So um, after a while, I stopped working out as much, and then a little bit became none. And then suddenly, oh, dad bod. <laughs> yeah. worked out real well. That worked out real well for the gimmick, but... Uh, yeah. Um, I... We, uh, Wade and I have always been proprietors of, like, do the drives, get your work in, you know, advertise where you can. Yeah. And, yeah. For me, the thing that's killed is, like, I was actually finally getting into a rhythm at the actual gym, and now there's no gym. So yeah, my only goal right. during the quarantine has just been not to gain any more weight. <laughs> uh, I mean, I really can't. I don't have much at home to work out with. Um, I'm not a big cardio guy. Uh, so like it's just I'm waiting for the gym to reopen to get, I'm actually I've never been amped to get back in the gym before <laughs> it's a weird feeling but uh, yeah I'm excited for that yeah. and you and you cook your own food and stuff so you got some healthy food going on yeah you know um, yeah for me I haven't had a gym membership in quite a while so I might have to join in on you with that soon but uh, yeah so uh, we've been we've been doing alright we, we've been continuing to advertise we post pictures four times a day still on our Facebook and Instagram yeah, and all those little oh, nagging injuries that pick up over oh, time yeah. have, have kind of 
gone away, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't make it public, but I had like a little bit of an ankle injury that I was working through, uh, and that, that's completely gone now. Oh, wow. Little things like that. Uh, that uh, I'm, I'm, I think we're gonna be. I mean, we're gonna have we'll a ring rust. We're just gonna other than that, we're gonna be ready to go. Yep. Yeah, that's good to hear, guys. It sounds like you guys are putting in the work. Sounds like everyone's healthy. So that's great to hear. Uh, now, not to be cliche here, but let's start at the beginning. Uh, let's rewind a little bit. Uh, let's go back to the stepdad's origin story. Was there a toxic waste spill, and you guys suddenly became the stepdad's uh, persona and wrestling tag team? How did this all really start yeah. for you guys? We were bitten by a radioactive stepfather on the night, Friday the 13th, let me tell you. Uh, which also happened to be Father's Day somehow. That's right. So it's only on Sundays. I love it. Um, uh, the funny thing, the stepdad's name exists before pro. It, it exists back into backyard wrestling when we used to backyard wrestle. Because we actually knew each other. We used to backyard wrestle together. Yeah. Um, but we weren't the stepdads in the yard. It was me and a different guy, and it was just a name. It was just a name to be funny. Um, it was actually the name of my fantasy football team, and then I took it for <laughs> uh, wrestling because I thought it was a cocky name because the reason we were the stepdads is because we beat you and you hate us. Um, <laughs> and then we just decided when we went pro, we were both like not really enjoying what we were doing yeah. uh, separately. Yeah, we, we started pro a little bit separately, I think 10 months apart, something like that. So I had a completely different gimmick based on my time in Las Vegas. You were... The, I, I was a the Kodiak there. I was like a, yes. a bruiser from Alaska. We both just weren't really enjoying... We didn't feel it maximized what we could do. And we love tag team wrestling. That's like... And yeah. We love tag team wrestling. So, so we adopted the, the gimmick that I, we, that I had in the yard and just took it up a notch where before it was just funny. Now it was full on... We were dads, like we were stepdads from like a sitcom, and then we just started trying it out in different places that would let us try it, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, it allowed us to do so many different things, spanks and old corny. Yeah. You know, it, actually, it, it let us hide the fact that we weren't that good at wrestling uh-huh. uh, with comedy. Yeah. No, it's it's great, and I got to see you guys. Um... Man, I was sometime last year here in uh, Bradley Beach, New Jersey area. I don't even think it was with a, a legit indie company. I think they were, like the town just kind of put on a show. They had a band play oh, in the oh, ring. What a story we have for you. Oh, oh really? I actually ran that show. <laughs> Wait, what's this? I, I, I was in charge of that show. I ran that show. He oh, was really? the of the show. Yeah. So was it, But there was no uh, like banner no, that it was, it was just, under. Uh, yeah, we just called it um, Pop-Up Party Wrestling, which is like yes. a... a uh, overarching name that a friend of ours has used for like random pop-up shows so we adopted it for the show but yeah it was uh me and um i, I work with in my uh shoot job um <laughs> uh, one of the guys i work with was putting together that thing uh he owns a restaurant over in bradley beach and he was like i want to get wrestling for this uh this latin day and he had me he asked me if i would book a show and put together like a couple matches and that's what happened. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun. A friend of mine went, a f- Go ahead, I'm a sorry. Of mine went to that show, loved the show, thought it was super fun, and sent uh, pictures of who is it? The Whisper, uh, yes. who we've known from going to Chikar shows, and yep. uh, friend of the show, Nick Stapp, aka or FKA, the Abominable CPA. Yeah, and uh, she lost it. She was like, "Oh my God, CPA is here! This is crazy!" Like, I yeah. walked, I walked over here, you know. So that it was, was crazy. That, that show kind of just like uh, I had originally. The Whisper was on that show because. Um, we used to backyard wrestle with the Whisper yeah. too. We, had, there, we have a long sequence of 
yeah, connecting. We've known uh, him for seven or eight years at least. Yeah, so we booked him because we were like, we want to wrestle you, we want to wrestle uh, Matt DeMorris, who was his tag partner in that match. And then other names just kind of fell into place. Like, guys canceled on me last minute, and then um, I hit up CPA because I love CPA, and I was like, yeah. hey man, if you're not doing anything yeah. this day, uh, if you wanted to come do this show, and then he brought in MD Young, uh-huh. and it just yeah. like, it became a way better show than it had any right to be. It was like every person that we we got an even cooler person to show up. Yeah. <laughs> Take their place. Well, that's great. That's kind of how you want it, you know. And technically, you know, in your traditional advertised show situation, you know, when Paul E. goes to the ring and says Sabu's not going to be here, you know, <laughs> you've got to put uh, somebody else out there to make sure that uh, people are still getting uh, a great show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Sabu's never there, so you always have to back up one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sabu is not here. Like uh, the old um, the old car gimmick where they would pull a name out of the hat and then the referee runs back to the gate. It's like, Sabu? Well, Sabu is not here. I, I, one of my favorite times I ever did that was uh, they just kept pulling out different Al Snow gimmicks while he was standing in the ring. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And they were like pulling Leaf Cassidy and uh, Shinobi, I think. Uh-huh. And he was just standing there like threatening loud noxious sure. murder and he kept pulling different brights with murder. Uh, one time they picked so Banana and he actually was there because he just yep. left of a bee. Yep. Good times. Right? Oh, man. Uh, that was, though, a really, really fun show in Bradley Beach. I appreciate you guys putting that together. The kids, you know, a lot of the kids there, um, you know, some unfamiliar with wrestling, really had a good time. So that was a great time all around. We tried to put together, like, a, a different – every match was kind of different. Like, the first match had a lot of comedy. It was a four-way with a lot of comedy. The first guy we sent out was uh, Sam Adams because we knew yeah. he's so loud yep. that he would gain any attention for people to come over. And he immediately comes out and just starts, like, running down the crowd in Spanish, like, super loud and obnoxious. And I was like, this is going to immediately yeah. draw people in. It's so many people doing so many different things. Having him come out immediately brought all the attention to that ring. Yeah, and then we had the regular tag match, and then we put together the main was the MV and Everett Cross and, like, a brawl that went on the grass and we wanted to have a little bit for everybody who maybe hadn't seen anything before hopefully we'll be doing it again this year if i mean the plan was to do it again this year Uh but who knows if that'll happen all right well yeah we'll see we'll see what happens it's crazy times but we really appreciated you guys putting that together now you guys have mentioned you know in the podcast here we did mention briefly al snow uh sabu little ecw who were kind of your guys uh like favorites growing up or maybe some inspiration um, it's funny, like, the guys I loved watching growing up are guys that I am not anything like in the ring. Yeah. Um, and the guys that I take inspiration from are guys that I saw way later on, like, the indies, like, uh, Brody Lee and, mm. um, Mike Knox, that's a weird one that I take inspiration <laughs> what? from. What? I've never heard this I, one. I love Mike Knox. Uh, uh, well, I know we, that. Weird as he was. Um... And then, like, a lot of Chikara stuff, a lot of Jersey All-Pro stuff, stuff I saw when I was in, like, high school and college that really I I loved. Like, they were doing stuff that I haven't seen since and I had never seen before. Um, And then there's, like, I I loved, like, I'm a big mark for Buff Bagwell. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why. He's the stuff, that's why. Um, You can't get it up. Just, like, his, I always felt like he had so much charisma for someone who was, like, he had the the most false image of his ability. (laughs) But he, he believed it, and I feel like yeah. I that's something I take for, that's what I take for myself. That's what wrestling's all about. It's like believe it yeah. that much, it might actually be true. Yeah, no one believes in himself more than Buff Bagwell, and he was not good. And that, that, <laughs> he was all right. I, I feel the same way. But listen, I, 
<laughs> well, for me, I, I grew up completely different. I grew up old school NWA in the 80s, WCW. I didn't watch any WWF other than when I was very young. Uh, I don't even remember it. But I didn't watch until the attitude there was already over. I was all WCW through and through. So for me, it's like super 80s. Uh, I thought you were going to say Super Cal. No, I, like, yeah, I love Super, super Cal yeah. as well. Yeah, Super Cal. <laughs> I like Super Cal, but I'm not going to get any inspiration from that. That's a shame. <laughs> but, um, you know, classic Ric Flair and and uh, uh, Michael Hayes, that kind of deal. Uh, later on, when I got into the independent scene uh, as a fan, it was like the Larry Sweeney's and just anybody that exuberates that throwback style, but with a lot of uh, charisma, a lot of panache, you know? I, I absolutely love that stuff. Yeah, and you've seen, I have like the weirdest, like my favorite like indie guys, I loved like Jimmy Rave and ROH. I loved like Ben Gerard and uh, Chikara. Mm-hmm. Guys who just like, uh, they, they, they could make you hate them just with like a look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite guys in pro were like all technical guys. Like I loved Benoit and Brett, and like I'm nothing like that in the ring. But yeah. like I, I loved watching those guys. Yeah, when I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Goldberg, and that's the farthest from anything I could ever be. So that uh, is what it is. That no, that's super interesting, guys. I'm gonna throw it over to the uh, co-host with the most right here, Kenny Pete. I know you got some questions for them, Kenny. What do you got, bro? Uh, well, I, I had um. Saw you guys on the Pizza Party Wrestling Show um, last year for uh, Mania Weekend, uh, which was a four-way between you guys, the Atlantic City Scoundrels of Dominic Truex and Leo Zucco, uh, the East Coast Bastard Crew of Logan Black and Jeremy Leary, and the Ugly Ducklings, uh, Lance Lude and Rob Kiljoy. What was uh, your whole experience in that match? Um, It was... Uh, putting it together was very stressful because um, <laughs> it's just so many different teams with different ideas. Uh, gotcha. The, the Atlantic City Scoundrels are down to do whatever, and they will do whatever. Um, they, they're they're yes. excited. like they'll just be like, "Yep, absolutely." Yeah. We, we like, wrestled them multiple times. Yeah, the, the first time we wrestled them, um, I uh, big Dom gave me a jackknife power bomb. Like the dude is insane. Um, wow. Yeah, and like a legit one. Like it wasn't like a like I was up there. It's uh, yeah. It was horrifying. He, he choke slammed me, and I I think as he lifted me, he lost grip a little bit. So I was actually higher than his hand, and then just slammed me so hard that I actually bounced and rolled out. <laughs> yes. um, they're they're definitely a couple of big boys throwing yeah. balls oh, around. Yeah. Bastard, oh yeah, bastard crew are very simple and effective, and they're very streamlined, and they know what they do, and they know how to get in and hit their stuff where in in a a smart way. And then there's the ducklings, and oh, uh, I love the ducklings. I love the ducklings. They are all over the place. They have so many ideas. Um, they're all intricate. They're all detailed. They love to do everything in the playbook and then come up with new plays on the fly. Uh, <laughs> that match was supposed to be like 12 minutes. I think it went like 25. Um, yeah. They're like at one point the ref was like looking at us and he was like, "Guys, take it home." And we're like. You gotta talk to the ducks, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, there's like, there's like six or seven more minutes in this match, and I, I can't tell them to stop. It's their belts. So, so the, uh, you watched the match. The ducks. Right, yeah, that's right. They were they were the fest uh, wrestling champions at the that's, time. That's right. Yeah, and they yeah. Did, so, uh, so yeah, we can't call an audible on the fly yeah. and just end it. Because when we got there, we weren't sure who was gonna win. The ducks wanted us to go over, but uh, they 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 got picked. So. 
we ended up saying, we're like, oh, let's put your fest belts on the line. That'd be cool because they're from Florida. Let's have these Florida belts in New Jersey. That'd be really cool. Uh, so then we have the match and we're like, well, we can't just pin somebody because we can't win the best tag team belts. The Ducks have to win. So it, it, it went the way it went. Yeah, and we the, just the, kept going and the, going and going. The one vivid memory I have from that match is um, me and Jeremy Leary going back and forth. I get the superplex off the top on Leary onto the uh, pineapple pizza. Yeah, no, that was, that was one of the big heat spots of the show where he pulls a pizza because it's Pizza Party Wrestling. Yep. And then he goes under the ring to grab a can of pineapple as if it's like a <laughs> bag of thumbtacks. And for the, like, big heat in the whole match, he takes the can of pineapple and pours it on to the pizza in the middle of the ring. So the whole place is booing Jeremy Leary out of the building because of pouring pineapple on pizza. Please continue. Well, yeah, so that was, that, that was supposed to be, like, right before that was, like, a big... Uh, they call it a waterfall of like everyone hitting a big move. Um, so everybody's down, and oh, then yeah. it, it ends with the two of us. And I hit the superplex, and it takes us both out. And everyone's on the outside, and the ref comes over, and he's like, "Okay, guys, let's go to the end." And I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> there's at least like 15 more things we have planned." <laughs> and I'm like, "You gotta go talk to somebody else." So that was, that was my one blasting image of just like terrified fright of like looking at I'm looking at the ceiling the ceiling's looking back at me because it's a mirror on the roof there and I'm like this is this is poor this yeah. is going poorly that's but one of the match yeah. ended up great it just when you wrestle the ugly ducklings you're gonna go long yeah we we, we had a lot of fun uh, my, my lasting moment is pretty much the same thing I took the catapult um, the uh, the launch pad McQuack and they pinned me yes. and as I'm laying there I'm, I'm looking at the mirror above and I have that moment where it's like well, here's where I am. How did I get here? <laughs> but um, we we always knew what we were going. We were in for. I don't think everyone else knew. Yeah. F- funny story about the Ugly Ducklings. We wrestled them again in yep. uh, New York Championship Wrestling. We had the match of the year, according to the fans. Um, and vote. And th- it was planned to go like 15. And we knew the way it was planned that it was going to go long. It's just like they're the only team we ever go long with. But we're fine just, with that. It, it, and it's. Like I said, it was match of the year, but like, yeah. I still we like to keep to the times. It's it's respectful. Um, we're the, the match is starting, and the match starts with an impromptu dance off. Yeah, I just decided to do the worm and stuff. So then there's this like six to seven minute dance off before the match even officially starts, and then the bell rings, and I'm like, we are halfway through our time, and, then, and the match has just started. And the ducks, and the ducks just look up at the promoter on a catwalk above us, and uh, <laughs> Rob Kildred just goes. We're going over. We're, we're going along. And he just gives us a thumbs up, and we're like, all right, here we go. Yeah, so the, and, the promoter gave us yeah. a thumbs up to, to go long in the match. Uh, and, uh, from, match. Yeah, and from entrance to exit, it went 33 minutes. With a planned 12. <laughs> and, we, and we won match of the year and got nice little trophies for it. Yeah, a trophy. Oh, yes, that's right. They, yeah, one for each team. Because they didn't expect uh, it to be a tag team match. It thought it would be a singles match. Yeah, they so only made one trophy for each person yeah so i don't have a trophy but <laughs> sorry <laughs> you guys can share there you go yeah yeah we'll just cut it lend, in lend month after month because i would have uh, one of those was one of those uh things you had to do in the match the uh the classic terry funk ladder spot where uh wade puts randy on his shoulder and then uh randy uses randy's legs as the uh the little wheel uh the wheel wait, around spin spot wait, wait, team with randy orton when did that happen <laughs> um so, yeah, that spot, uh, we came up with that, um, 
that day, I think, on the on the way there. Yeah, because I always do the sitting down on the uh, newspaper, and we're always trying <laughs> to think of more. We like to add and add and add. So I was like, I, with all these guys, it'd be really funny if I picked Rad up and just started spinning him. Um, and, like, he was oblivious to the fact that people were trying to, like, break up his his newspaper read. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's a really interesting read. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what's, what section of the paper was that? Was it the financials or the... the oh, absolutely. I need, I need to know how that Dow was doing. It was, it was actually... <laughs> we, we usually have either, either uh, financial or um, classifieds. Yeah. Just in case, you know, looking for jobs for the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we we have all the jobs. Don't worry. It's yeah. okay. So. Yeah, we we job enough. <laughs> wow, wow, love it, guys. Um, real quick, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of your posts, Radley, uh, on social media, engaging the uh, internet wrestling community. I think it's really cool. Um, talking about the indie scene or tag team wrestling. Um, what are your guys' kind of thoughts on the state of tag team wrestling right now? Who's doing it right? Who, you know, not to knock anyone, who's doing it wrong? What are your kind of thoughts on tag team wrestling right now overall? Oh, what? Who you want? Not today. No, <laughs> yeah. okay. um, I really love what AEW is doing with uh, mm. not just tag teams, but factions. It's like everybody is in like, there's like th- groups of three everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a really good setup for something big to happen at any point. There's, there's always like everyone has backup. Everyone, it, it doesn't feel like anyone is outnumbering anyone. It doesn't feel like the NWO where it's everybody and then everybody else. Um, it also helps with actual tag team matches. You can mix up the teams between three people. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very... I think they're having a very... Like, there are so many tag options over there because every team is actually three guys at least. So there are so many different tag teams you could do, and they're all legit tag teams as opposed to... There's nothing that bothers me more than what the tag champions in a, in a bed are two singles guys put together because it buries the whole tag division. Uh-huh. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. Like, if you have, like, Shawn Michaels and Cena are the tag champions. Yeah, they're two of the best guys there, but it says that, like, two guys who have never tagged before are better than these guys whose whole job is chemistry and working together, and that's a... It doesn't... It feels wrong. Right. So, AEW gives us a lot of hope for as we climb the ladder, we might get to a point where just being a tag team, which is what we want. We don't, we're not doing this just to cover each other's butts and, and grow like as yeah, rookies. The, we actually want to be a tag team for the long haul. That's yeah, the whole point. So many people look at tag teams and they're like, who's going to be the breakout star? Yeah. Newsflash, we're both the Genetti on this team. Exactly. So, <laughs> so like, <laughs> we're just going to ride it out. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the quote right oh, that's there. Great. <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the new Mulkies. We're going to be your de- uh, developmental tag team or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag 2 yeah. we're gonna, we're, We'll be the jobber tag team to the stars anytime. But um, even like uh, Limitless Wrestling does not focus on tag team wrestling, but the teams they bring in are absolute quality. I'll also say that. Uh, Limitless Wrestling in um, Maine. Yeah, and they've built up one of their biggest like face teams is is the mainstay posse yeah and they're they only really tag and there's no belts or anything but they're like when they come out the crowd is louder for them than just about anybody else even though they're they're just a tag team they're they're not like in the running for the belts or anything right and and um beyond is also the same way they have they they bring in like four tag teams at a time and kind of cycle them out but when their tag teams are there they give the tag teams the opportunity to shine and not having a belt helps with that in their case because 
every tag team can be seen as equal, which is really awesome. Nobody seems to be like the odd man out. They're not the jobber team here, you know? And, yeah, and obviously Chikara has done tag team wrestling well for a long time. Oh, Although yeah. right now it's not really their focus. They're kind of setting up something else. Yeah. So right now it's not Chikara, but usually they are like a beacon of light for tag team wrestling. But right now they're kind of setting up different things. So yeah. clearly we can go on forever, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. So what's the, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, who would be, like, uh, if, of an independent tag team out there now, who would be each of your, like, favorite team to want to wrestle? Same question. Like, goal-wise. Are, are you talking about teams we haven't wrestled yet? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, who's a, who's a team on the indie scene out there now that you would love to wrestle? Um, I would like to wrestle the besties in the world. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, they're a Midwest yes. tag team that wrestles Amy with the Vega and Matt Fishett. Yeah, they, they are an excellent team. They have a lot of charisma, and I think um, we would have a lot of fun with them. That would that would be a really good team to work with. Um, trying to think of uh, another one just off the top of my head. The, um, a team I'd really like to work, like not a team, just a team that I'd like to work because I, I like what they do. Mm-hmm. They're not like a super well-known team is a... Uh, We'll give them a little shout out. Uh, Oreo Speedwagon. Mm. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Uh, Xavier Farron yeah. and Josh Wells. Both they're both Chikara guys, former Crucible Chikara guys. But they're they're guys that uh, we've known. Two thirds of Forged. Yes. Yes. We've known them. For, we've known Xavier Faraday for a while. So I, I, I think that would be a really fun matchup. I like those guys a lot. Um, it's it's tough because like there's a lot of guys we've. I, I want to wrestle them again that we've wrestled before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm having, a, it's hard to think of guys off the top of my head. Well, uh, Spirit Squad, how about that? <laughs> Spirit Squad. Uh, three count. count. Yeah, three count. That's a dream right there. Um, yeah, I, uh, Rock and Roll Express. Is Demolition still oh. wrestling? I'll wrestle Demolition. I mean, there's guys that like I think are incredible that I just don't, like, that aren't dream matches because I don't think we can keep up with them. Like, <laughs> like I love... Uh, they're not LAX anymore, but... Oh, uh... Santana Ortiz. Yeah, Santana Ortiz. Incredible. Formerly UFO. I think they're, like, the best... They might be the best tag team in the world right now. Sure. Yeah, they are They're excellent. Uh, Private Party would have been awesome. Love yeah. That. Oh, uh... If Massage MV was still a tag team, I would Same absolutely want to wrestle like, them. Yeah, I wanted to wrestle uh, Whiskey Dick. It was a fun Oh, one. yeah. But, like, there's so many different, like, funny tag teams that I'd like to wrestle. It's just... It's... Tags, tags are tough. Yeah. Promoters don't seem to like to put together, uh, like, random tag matches. Like, you see so many, like, dream matches and showcase matches for singles guys. Because you're only bringing in one guy, it's a lot cheaper. I, I think <laughs> that's the reasoning. You won't see a lot of, like, promoters, I feel like, bringing in a random tag team to come wrestle their big tag team. Because it, it's more expensive. I will, I will tell you one. One dream match. I already... I, I, I Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Is it the Gymnasty Boys? It's the Gymnasty Boys. <laughs> that would be classic. That would be classic. I, totally, I don't know why I forgot the Gymnasty Boys, but yeah, those guys are... Oh, uh, my goodness. That might, that's them. my number one. That's yeah, my number one. Now that I, I remembered. Yeah. That's my number one. Um, I'll also give a shout-out. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I would absolutely be honored to wrestle the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Because that's my, that's, my, uh, that's my tag team. That's the tag team I grew up with, watching old NWA tapes. Uh, I do the Ricky to Robert for my hot tags sometimes. I absolutely love it. And I mean, we've been on a show with them before. We didn't wrestle them, but it was awesome just to watch them wrestle live. It was fantastic. And they weren't even doing Canadian Destroyers yet. No, they weren't even doing Canadian Destroyers yet. We got to get Jake Manning on the phone. 
book that in uh, the Carolina somewhere. That's what that yeah, we'll, we'll get the old stepdad station wagon down there. <laughs> dad it, it's it's great to see you guys mention so many like comedic tag teams because um you know classic massage envy uh you know rest in peace but they were hilarious to watch wrestle and so i guess um how you would sort of i guess it kind of answers how if you would prefer wrestling another comedic act or uh a straight act so that you can do your comedy off of someone else doing the straight routine like which one would you prefer we're actually fine with either and uh we even enjoy when a team comes in super serious and we have to match their seriousness. Uh-huh. Um, we, that's the thing. We've gotten, not, it's not very often, but we have gotten people say, oh, you're just a comedy tag team. We don't really have a spot for a comedy tag team on our show. Wow. And we have to explain that we've had street fights. We've had, like, uh, essentially hardcore matches. We've, we've had very sure. matches in the past. And it's because we want to show that we can be well-rounded in that sense. We can we can have an entire match where we are we are the serious people. Yeah, you know? those those will definitely end up on my end of the spectrum because like I, I feel like we do get to do a lot of comedy regularly, but we get to have less serious matches. Uh-huh. And a lot of times, I'll like turn around and be like, "Man, you know, it'd be fun if we wrestled the Butcher and the Blade, or if we wrestled uh, yeah. uh, Garini and Kevin Koo, um, and, and like just guys who are gonna." fuck our shit up and we get to give it straight murderers yeah i feel like that would be fun um like just to see as a test see what the freak i'm made of it's we've kind of hit a point where we're wrestling a lot of um younger guys in the in the feds we're in which is not a problem which is not a problem but like they're they're not going to give it to you because like they're they're first of all they're scared they don't want to they're, they're nervous in the ring but like i'd love to have those guys who just go in confident and just I walk across the ring and I get hit with a shot and I'm like, okay, I'm awake. Let's fucking do this. And just like get you amped up and, and have that fight. Like I, I, it, it's, I don't love doing it all the time, but it's a, it's a fun change of pace to do. I feel like we've had that when a couple of teams, like with the ducks, uh, we did a lot of fast paced action, but we, we scrapped a little bit too. And it was a lot of fun because we, um, we, we tried our best to keep up with them. And the two times we wrestled them, I feel like we did. Yeah. Uh, and it show, it helped us grow, and that's what we want. Like we have no problem wrestling rookies, and uh, I mean we're not the most experienced people in the world. We're three, four years in, but uh, learning from veterans is really important to us, especially at this stage when there's so much opportunity with the NWA and their teams, and a, a company like Limitless, Black Label Pro, anywhere on IWTV, MLW has amazing tag teams. I would love to wrestle many tag teams there. You know, and the only way we're gonna do this yeah. is get better. Like I'm, I'm nervous and excited for like that next time I'm in the ring and I look across and it's like Bear Country is standing there. Yeah. Or like here nice. comes Team Pazuzu and I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to be fair though, Massage NV is the inspiration for the step. They, 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 they were a big inspiration yeah. for us early on. We were, we were That's at a great to hear. We were at a pro wrestling magic show. Uh, and we were talking the whole week about how we were just kind of, kind of, just we felt like we were at a dead end with wrestling. We didn't know what we were doing. We we are all about having a good time in wrestling. And when we're not having a good time, it doesn't mean we stop wrestling. It means something needs to change. So we're just thinking, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Uh, we see a four way tag at um, Wrestling Magic. So we thought if we just sit in the crowd and see things through a fan perspective again. Maybe it'll inspire us. And that tag team match 
absolutely inspired us. And honestly, I couldn't even tell you who won the match. All we did after the show was talk about how hilarious Massage MV was. And I thought, I, I know you agree with me, Wade, that um, we figured at the end of the day, if all we remember is what those silly people did in that silly match, that's what we want. <laughs> you know, we want to be the guys that remember because yeah, win or lose. The other know? two teams in that match were serious teams, yeah. but what we remembered was the, the comedy part, mm-hmm. even though they didn't win. Yeah, and it didn't matter that they didn't win. That they sold their merch and they they got over, and that's that's that was our goal because we figured we're new. At that point, we were both one year in. Uh, you were a couple months in at the most. Yeah. And uh, I, I figured we're gonna lose a lot, so let's be the most memorable people we can possibly be. And it's kind of funny when we at the time it's like since then in the past couple of years gimmicks have become hot again yeah um mm. people like alley cat and dan housen and warhorse and effie they're all larger than life on twitter mm. characters orange cassidy orange cassidy go back even bigger more, yeah. but like th- that wasn't the th- like for the longest time indie guys were like they wear kick pads and they do cool stuff and they're like flippy flashy dudes and everyone wanted to do strong style and kick each other in the face i feel like we're in an era of uh characters again yeah What's old is it's great. It's great that uh, VSK and the oil master Dorian Graves could show you guys the light. Absolutely, yeah. Very, uh, very interesting stuff. Very well said, guys. You you kind of touch on this talking about some of the you know television brands that we we see every night. You know, I usually ask wrestlers this in interviews. Obviously, we live in a different world right now. We're going to go back to what people are calling the new normal. Um, I'll say this. So kind of pretend like pretend like everything's normal hypothetically uh we had wrestling you know every day of the week essentially uh we have all these big names wrestling was arguably hotter than it's ever been arguably um what is the goal for the stepdads moving forward right now um i mean taking it a step at a time i don't want i don't like to look too far ahead mm-hmm. our, our next big goal is really just to keep expanding into new places wrestling new people um, getting better, uh, learning from better wrestlers, um, and just kind of working up to the next step. Like if we're at class A minor league ball, I'd like to make that jump to like double A. Yeah, we're, we're very realistic when it comes to our careers. I don't, I I know he doesn't. We don't like the, the idea of like, Oh, whatever happens, happens. Like, I hate that answer for, for this question. Yeah. For us, it's more, what doors are open? What can we find? Yeah, you, you make your, your own, own luck. Yeah. And right now, obviously, everything is the way it is, but we are constantly trying to knock on doors. And I don't know where that's going to end up going, but if, if somebody opens that door, you best believe I'm going to go through it. Yeah, for, for a while, we were kind of we kind of were coasting and just letting things happen because they were happening quicker than we were expecting them to. Uh-huh. And then we kind of hit a point where it stagnated a little bit. And now, uh, to take a word from uh, my inspiration, DJ Khaled, now we just have <laughs> to uh, take the hinges off and put the hinges in the fuckboy's hands <laughs> and uh, you know, take that door down and go through it. That's right. Another one. Another, another one. one. <laughs> another that's not real. I don't really. He's just hilarious to me. He's like a living meme. Yeah. Um, but I mean, literally, if Evolve comes knocking, I'd love to go. But I wouldn't be like, oh, my goal is to go to Evolve because MLW might knock on that door. You know, and they'll go, oh, he wants to go to Evolve. He's not coming here. I want to go anywhere that they'll open that door for me. Yeah. Ultimately, like next step, reasonable places. Like I'd love to do a, a Beyond, mm-hmm. like a 
something up there. Mm-hmm. Um, GCW obviously is is a local option. Yeah, imagine us walking into GCW as corny as possible with a swear jar, and that crowd just goes <laughs> off on us, and we're like, "No swearing! What are you do? Help get!" Well, I guess that's Dan Housen thing now. And then here, we'll and still then be he, like, and then here comes Schlack to kill us. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my my ultimate goal. It's just to show up at a place that is super hardcore, and we come out corny as hell, and then Schlack or Nick Gage comes out and murders <laughs> us. There you go. That's like, a, even even something like the NWA, I would absolutely love to do a promo at that desk. I, I love that company and, and what they're doing, and that is a great platform for our characters. Just places like that in general. And and Chikara for me is a huge thing I'd love to do. I don't know if that'll ever happen because it's it's tough. Like it's you kind of start there. It's hard to get in from the outside. Yeah, we've always like orbited Chikara. We've done some enhancement talent work. So, who knows? Yeah. But we like to keep all the doors open. Okay. Well, that's good to hear, guys, and obviously continued success. KP, you got any more questions over there real quick? I'm good, man. I think it was awesome. Thank you guys so much for uh, doing this. It was great uh, spending some time chatting and wrestling with you guys. Yeah, super appreciate it. Guys, thank you for a few minutes. Before we get out of here, always got to do the shameless, shameless promo. I know right now Pro Wrestling Tees has some amazing amazing merch for you guys. Uh, there's 20% off right now with the code MEMORIAL. And guys, your merch is fantastic, by the way. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, thank you, thank you. Well, our merch just comes from stupid ideas we have i mean we're roommates and we travel a lot so it, it, we're constantly just coming up with stupid ideas we are as corny as our characters we pretty much are our characters so silly puns dad jokes we do it already um like we have a backlog on ideas oh yeah the, the newest shirt we have is uh, a parody of uh bad dudes which is a an nintendo yes. game from, from 1988 um super uh, your reference uh, arcade game but i had the idea a while back i'm like what if we made it dad dudes <laughs> and then we found a guy who was an artist and we pitched it to him and he's like i love this idea i want to make this so bad <laughs> and then he, he made it for us he knocked it out of the park the skyline has titan towers in the background like everything about it is ridiculous in the best possible 90s 90s action movie Way. And, and just for reference for everybody, three of the four shirts we have on our website were designed by James Frazier, who uh, just recently made a t-shirt for Aubrey Edwards. So if you've seen that all around AEW media, that same guy has been doing shirts for us for years now. And he also, and fantastic and he also just did artwork for uh, Ken Shamrock's new book that just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, the guy is really talented, and he, he puts in a ton of work. He did our original design. Um, he did our uh, Gods of Dad Pod statue design. They're <laughs> great stuff. Yeah, couldn't recommend them enough. Yeah. That's amazing. I could just say I'm looking I'm looking at this Dad Dudes t-shirt right now on ProWrestlingTees.com so slash Dad Dudes. And uh, if that was an art print, like a, an 11 by 7, 17 poster at your gimmick table, I'd buy one. Oh, uh, maybe we'll get some of yeah, the That's definitely uh, an option. It'd be, a, sure. it'd be a fun idea to, to go with our uh, 8x10s. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think more more wrestlers need to do that like t-shirts like it's cool that the prints on a shirt but sometimes it make a better art print that you would have on your wall my whole thing is there's the only thing I I always dislike like uh, nothing it's a personal pet peeve and I'll probably piss people off saying this I hate when wrestlers just take their stuff and put it on like a site where it's like you could get it on a cup or a shirt or this I'm like how about you just make your merch and make it (laughs) (laughs) 
but I know I, I I love the idea of different stuff too. Like we've we've thought of doing. We always have stickers, uh, posters, magnets, um, bumper stickers. Yeah. We're always trying to diversify. Yeah. We did mugs. We even had little slappers where you, you like. Yeah, you, those you, little hand slapping toys. Yeah, those. we <laughs> call them stepdad spankers, and all the little kids would take them and bother their parents with it. It was fantastic. Yeah, you gotta. It, it, it's just it's tough to commit to a large quantity of stuff that's different because you never know what's gonna yeah. go. We we almost had a new thing every couple of months uh, for pretty much our whole career. So we're always getting new things. We even had glow sticks when we were Dad Generation X for a couple of shows. <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Oh yeah, we were throwing green glow sticks into the crowd. Yeah, fantastic. We were the uh, the old age in laws. Um, right. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, well played, know. sir. Well played. That's amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We always try to you know support everyone we have on the show. I'll talk to you guys afterwards. I'd love to get an uh, eight eight by ten made out to the show. We super appreciate it. And real quick, before I forget, where can everyone follow you guys on social media? So, uh, Facebook.com slash stepdads wrestling. Instagram stepdads wrestling, Twitter at stepdads wrestle. Yeah, that one's different. That one's different. Um, we also have, if, if anybody actually cares, TikTok at stepdads wrestling mm-hmm. and patreon.com slash stepdads wrestling. Uh, and as you mentioned, our pro wrestling tees.com slash stepdads. Yep. I also, when you look these up, Stepdad's wrestling is all one word. We yeah, don't do, want any weird things happening. Do not do not search stepdad's wrestling with a space in between. No. You get really weird uh, <laughs> yeah. fetish results. Mommy and Daddy will not like that, kids. Don't do that. But stepdad's wrestling all one word. We guarantee you'll find it on every platform. And, and if you care about my my things outside of wrestling, I'm at Twitter uh, Wade Kruger one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly post about being angry about the devils or being angry about humanity. Or really just terrible memes. Um, I'm less interesting, probably. Uh, Unless you don't care about wrestling, then follow me. I'm the more interesting one in that regard. Or or if you like Drag Race, he's big. Yeah, I do post a lot about Drag Race. That's right. So there's that as well. (laughs) We did make a cameo in Dragnificent a couple weeks ago, so that was cool. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. Nice. We have the weirdest fan base. <laughs> like, uh, there's there's multiple people uh, from Broadway who own stepdad shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it there's I, I'm followed by like a couple baseball players on Twitter. I don't know how this happened. It, it's it's a very weird world we live in. <laughs> Fantastic though. Fantastic. That's awesome, guys. And, and on a real serious note, I always try to say this. Um, you know, we're using this downtime, you know, us creatives over here to do the best we can. Uh, we love we love the indie wrestling scene. Uh, it was an absolute honor talking to you guys. I super appreciate it. I, I really believe, you know, when the world goes back to normal, when this thing's eradicated or cured or whatever it is, I feel like that first pitch, man, like that first kickoff, that first, uh, you know, time that bell rings uh, when you step through the ropes, I think it's just going to be that much better. Um, is there anything you guys kind of want to say to the fans, you know, uh, for when we get back to normal or anything like that? Just uh, just support indie wrestling. I mean, there's so many. It's never been easier to support and get your hands on it. Um, I, as someone who grew up earlier when all you could do was find DVDs maybe online through trading with people, I mean, there's full websites devoted to uh, different companies where it's all put together and you could watch anything you want. Like, there's wrestling for everybody. There's Just, just like there's pizza for everybody, it's <laughs> to steal from my man Dan Scotty at uh, Pizza Party Wrestling. <laughs> just like there's a pizza for everybody, there's wrestling for everybody. Um, and it's never been easier to get your hands on whatever different 
topping you prefer. Absolutely. There's more than one way to enjoy wrestling. Wrestling is an art form. There are many ways to do it. And the great thing about independent wrestling is that you can find your brand of independent wrestling somewhere online, be it some of the service streams out there, some YouTube uh, channels, anything like that. As someone who didn't have any wrestling at all in Las Vegas until I was, uh, I think, like 1920, uh, some NWA shows happened. Other than that, I craved that kind of stuff. And now it's more available than ever. And even during this pandemic, um, it's always super corny that we say without the fans, we wouldn't be here. It's absolutely true. And right now, a lot of wrestlers need that help through Patreon, through even just getting their names out there, keeping them alive uh, in their in their thoughts um, for when we come back. And I really do think things will explode and be bigger than ever. And that's an exciting thought. I cannot wait for that. And I know Wade's the same way. We can't wait to get back to wrestling. And if you do have a favorite wrestler and you're thinking about getting merch from them there's never been a better time to do it you would literally be helping people out through a terrible time where they can't do their art uh, wrestling's art and it, it sucks to not be able to perform it yeah it means more than ever for them to get those paychecks now it, it really does matter to them right right now more than ever beautiful as you know guys the stepdads they care as always the best stepdads in the world guys thank you so much for a few minutes uh on a personal note um i i know i heard you guys mention that you are essential workers uh i super appreciate that uh what you guys do outside the ring as well as inside and i appreciate a few minutes of your time thank you guys so much and uh continued success moving forward thank you thank you very much all right gentlemen we are out peace